Hello, everyone, and welcome to Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. Each week, I bring you an exciting guest on this program uh, to be a blessing in your life, in every area of your life. And today, the author of It's On The Way, a new book, which is on the way, premiering uh, throughout America and around the world on the 24th of August, Lisa Osteen Comus uh, is the author. She is the associate pastor of Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas. Her dear brother is the senior pastor, uh, Joel Osteen, who is known as America's pastor. And I guess I have known the Osteen family forever. I have loved the Osteen family. And Lisa, God bless you and welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Richard. I'm just blessed to be here and honored to be a part of this uh, this podcast. And we love you. We love your whole family. Of course, we all of us kids went to Old Roberts University. And so we we just owe so much to your dad and your mom and then you and Lindsay. And thank you so much. Well, thank you. And I was, Lindsay was reminding me uh, not only to say hello to you, but also to remind you that, that she's the one, I think, who put the crown on April's head, your sister's head, when she was homecoming yes. queen. And then I yes. walked her around the basketball floor at, ho- at the homecoming basketball game. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> that I was a long it. time ago, Lisa. Yeah, we, I didn't make homecoming queen. She did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's on the way. Don't give up on your dreams and prayers. This is Lisa's new book, which is coming out the 24th of this month. Lisa, why did you write this book? You know what? Because I sort of lived it. And uh, I've been through some struggles in my life. And, you know, we all know that when we are going through trials, temptations, challenges, we got to take hold of the word of God. We got to take hold of the promises of God. And we've got to put our faith in God and our trust in him. But not only that, we have to wait on God's timing. And, you know, the Bible says that it's through faith and patience that we inherit the, uh, the promises of God. And, and I think many times in the waiting on the promise or waiting on the dream to come to pass that we just get discouraged, we give up, we let people talk uh, us out of them. We let, we let ourselves talk us out of, our, out of the dreams and the prayers. And so I, I talk about that in the book, what to do in that waiting time, because our timing is not always God's timing, but God's timing is impeccable. I can look back on my life and everything that I was waiting on, everything that I was believing for, God did it in his time. And the, and the Bible says, you know, that the vision is for an appointed time. Galatians says, don't give up and doing good because at the, uh, at, at the right time, it will come to pass. You will reap a harvest. So I, I think that too many people give up and we have to know that the answer is on the way. And uh, there are things that we can do in the meantime that will keep us in faith and in trusting God. Do you think sometimes we want a microwave miracle? We want to pray. We want to just pop out through the drive through line just like that. I do. <laughs> and I have many times. And, and you know, when I've gone through times, so even, excuse me, as a, a younger person, you know, I just think, God, why do I have to go through these things? But, you know, Jesus warned us in this world, you're going to have trouble, trials, distress, but be a good cheer because I have overcome the world. And so we're going to go through things. That's just a given, but we can go through it with Jesus as an overcomer with the help of the Holy Spirit. Uh, Lisa shares a lot of her own personal experiences and, and many people know, some may not know, uh, some of the things that you went through in life. Of course, you you uh, you you had a situation where it looked like it was uh, something uh, akin to cerebral palsy when you were born. Uh, you overcame that through prayer, uh, through the prayers of your of your wonderful dad and mom, John and, and Dodie, who have been such great 
friends of mine, and, and your dad was, of course, a mentor to me. And your dad used to say, Richard, stop stealing my sermons. And I would say, John Osteen, I'm going to steal every sermon you preach, and I'm not going to give you any credit for it. <laughs> but you, awesome. you, you overcame an unwanted divorce years ago. Also, you have been through a number of other, stru- uh, other tr- uh, struggles and trials in your life where you didn't give up. You even, you even came close to being killed through a, 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 a mail bomb that was intended for, for your father. All right. What have you done? What have you done to overcome? How have you decided not to quit in those times when you could have quit? Well, there's there's so many things and, it, and it's all Bible. It's all Bible principles. If we just get into the word of God and, and learn the wisdom of God. But, you know, when I went through that unwanted divorce, I was so depressed. I was discouraged. I felt like my life was over. I'd probably never be in the ministry. And, um, you know, but God, I found out that God doesn't think that way. He takes us right where we are. He develops us. He prepares us. And in fact, during that time, as he healed my broken heart, he restored my life. He, he gave me a wonderful husband. I like to say he's a new and improved husband. <laughs> and, uh, and you got three beautiful children. Yes, we've been married 30 years. And so God restores. He gives us beauty for our ashes. But not only that, during that time, is when I began to reach out and help other people that were struggling through what I was going through. In that time, I began to teach the word of God and God birthed my ministry out of that. I thought maybe I would be a pastor's wife. Little did I know he wanted me to be a Bible teacher and uh, a, a pastor here at the church. And so, you know, you just press through with the word of God and you you put your hope in God. You trust him one day at a time. As far as... Um, the mail bomb, you know, I, I could have been killed. God, that was a great modern day miracle that that bomb exploded in my lap. And yet, you know, I lived to tell it. But after that, Richard, I mean, such a fierce fear came against me mm-hmm. and I didn't want to go out of the house and uh, I didn't want to. I, I just had this fear. I, I would think crazy thoughts like there may be a bomb under your car. Someone mm-hmm. may try to shoot you through the window. But I had enough of the word of God to know that God does not give us a spirit of fear, but of love and of power and a sound mind. And I just decided I was going to just step out in faith and go back to work, do everything I used to do. I did it, you know, a little shaky, a little nervous, but I did it saying I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I will not allow fear to attach itself to me. And when I look back over all these things, it's like Satan was trying to wipe me out. He was trying to keep me from my destiny. And I, I think that's what Satan is all about. He he wants to stop you. He wants you to throw out your faith, the word of God, the promises of God to keep you from moving forward into your destiny. And so many times he does that through discouragement, through depression, because of what's because of the things we've gone through. And if we will press through, I talk about this in in, uh, my book, press through to your breakthrough. If you just keep pressing through and and doing the things that you know to do, every step you're taking of faith, every step you're taking, every prayer you're praying is, is making a difference. Every time you go to church, it's making a difference. And you are pressing through to that breakthrough. In fact, the Bible says that God is the Lord of the breakthrough. I love that. Your dad used to say to me, Richard, the devil is trying to separate you from your faith. Because if he can separate you from your faith, then he has you. 
your dad poured that into me. And I think that's what I hear you saying today. By the way, you know, one of the greatest compliments in my life that I ever get is when people say, hey, you sound like your dad, Earl Roberts. Well, I thank God for that. And you sound like your daddy, uh, John Osteen. Oh, and I, thank I, and you. And I'm complimenting you in saying that. Uh, one of the things that you talk about in detail in the book is what to do when you don't know what to do. Uh, there are a lot of people today who are facing a situation where they're trying to discover what they should do. They've tried everything. It hasn't worked. And now they need to know what to do next. I, I think this is the time when the Bible says, having done all, stand. And this is the time you stand in faith with your trust fully in God. God, I don't understand why it's taking this long. I don't understand why I don't see the breakthrough, but I'm not going to give up on you. I'm not going to blame you. I'm going to keep praising you. I'm going to keep going to church. I'm going to keep reading the word because you know what? All that really matters, God, is you in my life. And you are the greatest thing. You are my priority in life. And I'm just going to do what I know to do. And, and I think one of the things, I give several thoughts on this, but one of the things that I've learned to do is uh, to learn this art of encouraging yourself. You know, David, the Bible says at his worst hour, when he'd lost all his family, his children, his city, that even the men wanted to stone him. And yet what David did, the Bible said at that moment, he could have panicked. He could have just gotten mad at God and said, I've done all I should do, God, and now this. But instead, the Bible said he encouraged himself in the Lord. And he began to uh, talk about how great God was. And I think there's a real art to encouraging yourself in the Lord. And one of the ways you do that is to recognize when you start getting discouraged. You know, we can lay around the couch. We can, we can lay in bed all day and we can allow discouragement to take over. Or we can start saying, hey, I sense this in my life. I'm going to stop it. I'm going to nip it in the bud and I'm going to get up. I'm going to get out of the house. I'm going to start praising God. I'm going to call somebody and encourage them. I'm going to read the scriptures that apply to my situation, but I'm not going to let it get the best of me. I, I think that's one of the best, best things you can do. Even people, uh, Richard, that have suicidal thoughts and hopeless thoughts, if they, if they could just recognize when it starts and get up and dispel the very atmosphere, that evilness by saying, God, I praise you. And I thank you that I know these thoughts are not from you. Discouragement is not from you. So I'm not going to buy into it. I'm going to get out and I'm going to go do something good for people. I'm going to encourage myself in the Lord. That made all the difference for me. Lisa, yesterday was a big uh, TV taping day here for us. Uh, Lindsay and I were doing TV all day. We came home last night. We we're tired. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm trying to help Lindsay. And I said, Hey honey, after dinner, I'm going to do the dishes. So I did the dishes and I did the pots and pans and there were some gathered over from the breakfast, you know, and, and so I was doing them all and I put all the pots and pans in the drawer and I didn't get them in there correctly. So she came in, she came in, she pulled the drawer and one of the pots was stuck. So I looked over and she was reorganizing all the pots. I said, did, did I make a mistake? And, and I could see she was struggling with it. And she, she said, honey, if you do it right the first time, you won't have to go back and do it the second time. Now you talk about that. Uh, I took my lesson last night. Uh, you talk about that in the book. You got a chapter on doing it right the first time. Is that what you were talking about? <laughs> I, I do, because you know what happens when you fail a grade? You know, you have to take it over again. Yes. And it's, it's the same way when we go through these tests of our faith. What you're going through right now, it's a test of your faith. It, it, it's, are you going to serve God? Are you going to be faithful to him? 
or are you going to just compromise and give up and try to take things into your own hands? I, uh, and, and one of the big parts of this is obedience, just obeying God. Don't compromise your life, your, your behaviors, just do what God called you to do. And uh, there's a story I tell in the Bible about uh, in the book about my dad. When he was a little boy, he grew up on the uh, farm, a cotton farm in Fort Worth, Texas. And so one time while he was working on the farm, his dad uh, gave him a bunch, a bag of seeds to plant down all these rows. Well, as a little boy, that seemed too, like too much work for him. And so he thought he would get away with the fact that he just dug a hole and he he planted all the seeds in <laughs> one hole. <laughs> So you can imagine what happened during harvest time. There was this big tangled up mess of cotton. And so his sins were found out. And I, I think when we start saying, well, God, I'm tired of waiting on you. I'm going to marry who I want to. I'm not going to wait for the right person. God, I, I, I'm not, I don't, I'm not going to go that path anymore because I just don't see you working in my behalf. When we do that, we compromise the results that God has for us. God has what is highest and best for us. That, there's just no way. If you wait on God, you will have his highest and best. But if you compromise and start taking shortcuts, and if you don't do it right the first time, you might end up with a tangled mess. Now, God is merciful. He will help you out of it. But you'll have to just circle that mountain again, and you'll have to take that test again. Well, I believe I understand uh, tangled messes. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. Yes, we all do. Uh, because because uh, Lindsay and I now have been married for forty two years, and I thank God for that. Thank God He's the God of a second chance. Uh, the book is titled "It's on the Way." Don't give up on your dreams and prayers, and it'll be available beginning August 24th. I know you have something special for the people, as well as share with them how they can get the book. Yes, they can buy the book anywhere books are sold, Amazon Books a Million, just online, Lakewood Church, my website, Lisa Osteen Comas. Uh, but I did something special for anyone who chooses to pre-order the book before August 24th. I wrote a, a, a really good. I, I wrote it myself, but I'll say it's really good devotional. It's a seven-day devotional that you can download on my website that will really just help you walk through and take some practical steps uh, towards seeing your dreams and your prayers come to pass. So only that will be cut off on, on uh, the book release day, August 24th. So that's a special bonus for anybody who wants to buy it. Well, I hope you'll get the book. It's on the way. Don't give up on your dreams and prayers. Lisa, uh, naturally, wherever I go, I get asked questions about my father, Earl Roberts, and my mother. And I know you get your share of questions about, about your dad, John, and your mom, Dodie, who have been so precious to me. What kind of influences uh, did they have on your life? What, what about John and Dodie Osteen has helped make Lisa who Lisa is? Wow. Everything. <laughs> you know, um, first of all, they were just amazing parents, amazing parents. They were hands on parents. I love what my dad said, even though they were very busy. Uh, my dad could have spoken uh, around the world all the time, but he was very careful not to compromise his family time by leaving all the time. And uh, I, we appreciate that. He always said to this, and he encouraged ministers with this. He said, if I win the whole world and, um, and lose my children, then I'm a failure. 
And so he was a hands-on person. My mother was too. The character they had, the love they had, the compassion they had on people, the way that they served people, even though they were, uh, you know, wonderful pastors and people loved them and adored them. They were never too big to not serve other people and encourage other people. The other thing is, you know, uh, I grew up in a in a day where there weren't tons of women preachers. And but my dad uh, encouraged me. He saw the gift in me when I didn't even see it. And he would say, Lisa, you can preach, you can preach. And, you know, and finally I was teaching around here and there. But finally, he asked me to preach in the main sanctuary. And I did it with fear and trembling, but I did it. And he and he trained me for that. And I'm so glad he saw that in me. My mother is so full of compassion. She's, yes. she, she fought the good fight of faith when she almost died of cancer in 1981. And uh, we saw her suffer, but we also saw her not give up and to stand on the word of God. And she taught us to fight, to fight the good fight of faith. And uh, of course, now she prays for people who get healed all the time. She has such a compassionate ministry. But, uh, you know, they were in the pulpit who they were at home. And uh, we had fun in our home. To this day, when all of us siblings get together, we laugh, we joke. We have we just have a lot of fun together. And, and it's because of the foundation of faith that our parents built for us. Well, I thank God for the entire Osteen family. They have been such a such a blessing to the Roberts. And I'm, I'm inextricably tied to you guys. Okay. Uh, well, we feel the same way. <laughs> it's on the way. Don't give up on your dreams and prayers. It's available in bookstores across America. Plus, you heard Lisa's word about the special offer. Lisa, I would be derelict if I didn't ask you to pray. Now, I know you're doing most of the Wednesday night services at Lakewood. Is that correct? Am I correct in that? Last time we talked, you did most of them. I did, but now it's I'm doing. Uh, we have a Bible study every Monday night, okay. And I share in that, and I do once a month on Wednesday okay, now right. because I'm doing both. Well, last time I talked to you, you were doing a lot. Last time we talked, you were doing a lot more than Wednesday night. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. I was sort of in charge of that, but now we're still meeting online on Wednesday night, but we're preaching. Well, I'm glad to hear that. So if you're in the if you're in the Houston area and you're looking for a church with the power of God then uh, go to go to Lakewood Church. I remember uh, that that small building that your dad had that was in the round and he would bring me down and preach. And that's when he would say, stop, because I'd preach his own sermons to his own congregation. <laughs> and he loved love it. it. And he loved chiding me. He loved chiding yes, me. Yes, yes. I, I had a great love for your dad and your mom. Uh, I'd be derelict if I didn't ask you to pray before we close this podcast. Would you pray, Lisa, over someone who's in need today? And then let me add my prayers to yours. Father, I pray for everyone listening and watching right now. Father, you know their needs. You know every hair on their head. You love them with an everlasting love. And right now, I thank you that you are reaching out to them to encourage them, to lift their heart, to, to lift up their countenance in the name of Jesus. Father, those that may be down, depressed, discouraged, ridden by anxiety. Father, I thank you that in the name of Jesus right now, you are setting them free. 
And Father, I pray that you would stir up the visions in their heart that you have placed in them. Stir up the gifts and talents, the dreams. Father, maybe they've tr- they've let those dreams go or they let the dreams die. And Father, if they're your dreams, I thank you that you're stirring them up right now and they won't let go of them. And Father, the promises in your word that they're holding on to, they will refuse to let go of them. And they're going to see their children come back to you, Father. They're going to see their finances turn around. They're going to see breakthroughs and they're going to see miracles in their lives in the name of Jesus, Father, and touch them, heal their bodies, heal their broken heart like you did for me, Father. Restore their life. In Jesus' name, I bless them. And I set my faith in an agreement with Lisa's prayer. The Bible says, if two shall agree on earth as concerning anything that they shall ask, it shall be done by my Father. That's Matthew 18, verses 18 and 19. And I send the word to you. I come now against every satanic attack, whether it be physical or emotional or in your finances or in your business or your job or your marriage or in any area of your life. And I pray for healing and I send the word of God to you today. And I believe God for a miracle in your life. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Praise God. So glad all of you joined us, those of you watching, those of you listening today. Uh, Lisa Osteen Comus's new book, It's On The Way. Don't give up on your dreams and prayers. Get it wherever books are sold. Lisa, thank you so much for being my very special guest today on the podcast. And I'll see you next week with another outstanding guest on Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expect a Miracle with Richard Roberts. Please share with your friends on social media and help spread the healing, saving good news of Jesus with others. And if you need prayer, go to oralroberts.com slash prayer or call the prayer group at 918-495-7777. We believe God wants you healed and whole in all areas of your life.